welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Today we talk to Andrew Gambrell about the past, present and future of women's flag football. So we're talking to Andrew Gambrell, one of the, the pioneers of women's flag football. Can you give me a brief history of, of your involvement in the sport? It's been a, a long time since that started. Yes, yes. I don't think it was even this century, actually. Um, I started with the Leicester Eagles um, uh, in the late 90s, playing uh, nine on nine flag, which was semi-contact. Uh, um, uh, and then that's, that slowly morphed into uh, the five on five game, really. So, uh, yeah, that was my, that's where my origins are with the, with the Leicester Eagles. And at what point did you start to notice more of the, the female flag players and, and who were the first ones? Uh, well, I mean, when I started, there wasn't any. Um, it was only when we started the youth team um, that we uh, uh, kind of made a, a, a conscious decision to make sure that we invited uh, the, the girls along. Um, and the first one that came was uh, Sasha, uh, Kasha Gwillem, um, uh, followed shortly by uh, Gemma Eaton, Lisa Eaton, and then uh, uh, Anushka Gwillem, uh, Kasha's uh, younger sister. They, uh, so Nushk went on to play for Great Britain. Uh, Lisa went on to play for Great Britain, Captain Great Britain. Also, uh, I, I do remember six in the national final for Leicester. And uh, Gemma went on to uh, coach Great Britain. So, uh, uh, yeah, they were pretty successful. You know, what made you focus more on the women's game? Um, I, like I say, when I started, there was... There was uh, there was no no women playing, and, and kind of uh, my uh, my sense of equality, my sense of fair play, and and uh, yeah, equality of opportunity. Really, it, it just uh, it just drove me, and uh, you know, it's something I, I I always seek in life is the, is the fairness. You know, I'm a social worker; it's part of uh, a part of who, who I am and what I do. Um, and you know, the it, you know the feminist inside me was saying, well, we need to. You know, make, make sure that this uh, opportunity is there for for the women as well as the guys. And um, as you can see, it's been uh, it's grown. I mean, thinking back to the original days of, of flag football and comparing it to the women's games now, how much has it progressed? Um, I, I mean, uh, uh, technically, massively. Um, I think I think there's a. Uh, uh, I still recall the kind of the first, the first real big women's game was uh, Warwick University versus Coventry University, and and uh, you know I think it's night and day really. Um, I mean it was fantastic. It was a fantastic game because you know for what for what it what it meant to the to the sport. It was the first kind of real big game, and the the atmosphere on the day was electric. And the, the, the both sets of teams were so dedicated, um, but um, yeah, the standard of play. Um, was was nothing like what what you'd see in a in an Opal Series game. Now it was uh, almost eighty percent run. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, night and day. I think is probably the the best way to describe the the difference now. So progress has been huge. Well, you can't really talk about the the women's game without mentioning the Coventry Cougars. They've just won another title at Opal Series. What what sets them apart? from everybody else oh my gosh uh, yeah they are uh, an absolutely fantastic outfit and i am um, uh, sometimes i've seen that their, their, their play just takes my breath away sometimes um 
and, and yeah, uh, not this year's final, but the year before, their their play um, was out of this world. It was probably one of the strongest games I've ever seen anyone ever play. Um, they were so totally dominant. Um, I th- you know, they're, they're, they've obviously got a lot of skill, a lot of talent. Um, there's no doubt about that. But I think, um, yeah, the, the, their togetherness, um, the support they give each other um, it, it is amazing. And they, they've got a real, they're, they're, their team culture um, within, within the team is, 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 is just incredible. Um, but I think that to me, honestly, the, one of the kind of the one things that often gets kind of missed is the coaching of Millie Barrett. I think um, her, her leadership and her play calling and her, her true understanding of the game is almost unsurpassed, um, you know, and I think she is one of the most underrated coaches. Uh, no, she, yeah, I'd say she's the most underrated coach in, in flag football. And um, I think everything, a lot of people will point to sort of the, 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 um, the, the fantastic receiver she's got open to is, and yeah, the cohesiveness of the team and, and, and that, but I, I think Millie Barrett's coaching is phenomenal. So we go international and on home soil. What is the proudest moments of the women's game for you? Oh gosh, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, there's so many things, yeah, and it's it's you know the first you know when you ever if you get the first the first time um, you know um, um, we we had girls playing the first time you know the girls were scoring a touchdown the first time a girl. Um, played for GB all those first they're all milestones and you, and you kind of um, I, I will never forget those moments the first Warwick the Warwick Coventry game um, the, the first Opal series it, it, I think all those first as much as anything it's, it shows those little landmarks but um, but yeah I, I sometimes sometimes I watch the game and I'm just proud of watching the players play and the, 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 the quality and the technical quality of the game now, the tactical quality of the game now, um, it, it's almost every every other three or four weeks there's there's a there's a landmark, and you know it's still really early days for the game, um, uh, so uh, it, it's just progressing at such a rapid pace, um, and I think it's only I feel it feels to me like it's a matter of time before. Um, you know the women's game. It, it, you know Great Britain women um, start making some. Uh, you know, collecting some trophies. Really, what would you say is the the next big step for the women's game? Um, I think I think there's, there's there's two or three. I think on the international stage, I think I think that it, it, it's almost it feels like they're on a um, a course to win. A, a major trophy at some point if, if we if we continue to develop um, uh, you know our domestic game and keep that that infrastructure solid and strong and growing um, and so yeah that, that's it there's there's there's, um, there's, a, there's a lot more um, of growth to do so um, you know the development of the game is, is you know keeping sure making sure we develop the tactical side of the game the technical side of the game getting more female coaches involved in the game as uh, as, as they get their experience um i think i think the uni the uni league is something that that, that could uh, possibly expand um i think it's quite it, it can be quite obvious sometimes that the, the when you've got established teams like coventry 
um, you, you know, coming against the, uh, any, any university team that's only got players, you know, the bulk of their players are going to be at the best, um, you know, three-year veterans, um, whereas kind of uh, Coventry's kind of uh, most experienced player is four or five years. Um, so the uni league is, is another thing. But I think just constant expansion, we've always got to look at, um, you know, growing the Opal series. Um, I, you know the Black Widows are helping with that. You've got, um, you know, Iceni are back on, are back for the Opal Series next year. Looks like Lead Samurai coming through the Black Widows program. Um, so um, you know, we're, and we're always looking to to progress. So there's, I don't know if there's one one element. It's just uh, you know pushing forward on all fronts, really. I mean, you've just stepped down as the GB Women's Coach. What's next for Andrew? That is a great question. Um, at this present time, I'm still the head coach. I've still got uh, a, a practice uh, at the end of March. We've got the GB trials in April. Um, I'm hoping that some that before that we'll have the, the new coach in position, so we can have a, a nice smooth handover um, and you know and, and transfer that seamlessly as or seamlessly as possible. Um, so yeah, until until really I know who the next head coach is, it's it's difficult, but. Um, uh, you know, Black Widows is something I'm really wanting to push. It's been a re- massive success, um, certainly recently as well with the, in, in the Opal series, keeping players going. And like I say, it looks like Icenia are, are now are coming back. They're going to be at the Huntsman Bowl, and I think they're, they're looking to have 10 players. Um, Lead Samurai de- debuted uh, four players with us last weekend or a couple of weekends ago, and, and they're bringing a, a, a bigger squad with the Black Widows, and I imagine uh, shortly after that they'll be um, uh, on their own, really. And, and um, so, uh, looking more development games, um, looking to sort of uh, support more of the girls as they come through. We had uh, we had three or four girls come uh, to the development day, um, so um, you know, kind of uh, progressing that uh, as well. So uh, again, it, it, there's, there's, I guess I got <laughs> just. As, as I was saying, that list, I've got a lot of irons in the fire, but for definite, I don't know until until we've got the uh, the head coach, the GB head coach uh, in place and, and their, the staff in place for their GB head coach and the, the infrastructure fully um, kind of ha- handed over. Um, you know, I've got to really kind of stay stay with GB and focus on that until um, until I can step step outside for uh, and the, co- the new coach doesn't need me anymore. Once. In, is there ever going to be a chance of you stepping back onto the field as a player? A player? No, absolutely no chance. My knees are absolutely shot. My left knee, I can barely run. So uh, absolutely no chance. And uh, I don't even miss the game in that sense, actually. Uh, <laughs> you remember, Mark, because I wasn't that good. Um, uh, I'm hopeful I've had uh, far more success as a coach than a player. Um, but um, physically un- <laughs> unable to perform. Um, some of my teammates might have thought I was physically unable to perform even before um, I had knee surgery, but um, no, absolutely no chance. All right, Andrew, thanks for talking to us today. Thank you, sir. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.